Inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. Your master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has Stevenson University's online commitment to you. Visit online.stevenson.edu. 105.7 The Fan. I'm out tomorrow, so you gotta hang on till tomorrow. Ah, this is, might be my favorite. <laughs> it's Friday. It's 5 o'clock. It's time for Happy Hour with Bobby DePaul, courtesy of the Bobby DePaul Charities and those who support it. And Bobby D, please explain the song. Bobby? Do we have Bobby? Uh, I don't hear him. Well, you might want to call him back. Oh, there he oh. is. I'm back, baby. I'm back, man. I was music. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, when an NFL head coach has to come out and address the media for poor pre-snap performances, it doesn't get any uglier because it's unacceptable to beat yourself. I know John Harbaugh, and when he came out on Monday at his press conference and said he hurts because of that third one play, what he is really saying is, I take ownership and I just spoke to my coaching staff and put them all on notice. To me, that's a great sign. In the past, you heard me say the NFL is day-to-day and week-to-week, but there are many tomorrows, and we know tomorrow is only a day away to get things corrected. So Ravens fans just just need to hang on until tomorrow because the future is bright. Let's talk. Some Ravens football. All right, Bobby D. Wow. It's not just pre-snap stuff, though, that needs to be corrected. Lamar's fourth quarter performance needs to be corrected as well. He's really struggling late in games. Do you have any thoughts on why? Great question. The quarterback that every defense around the league knows is only one play away from taking it the distance is now struggling in the fourth quarter. I thought long and hard about you know, the difference between this year and last year after reading those statistics. So I wanted to, you know, have a good answer if this question was asked. If you recall last year before Lamar got hurt, he had several game-winning drives, not only in the fourth quarter, but also in overtime. Bill Parcells, you know, used to say, you are what the record says you are. In this case, the fourth quarter quarterback rating is not very good. It's not all on Lamar because pass protection and talent at wide receiver and running back has a lot to do with those calculations, so keep that in mind. Last year, Lamar's quarterback rating was 83.9 in the fourth quarter, and this year it's only 56.3. In addition, Lamar Jackson's quarterback rating against the Blitz this year in the first three quarters is 113. ranking 7th in the National Football League. But in the fourth quarter, Lamar's quarterback blitz rating is only 73.3, ranking him 23rd in the National Football League. So we've seen Lamar more successful in certain situations last year than this year. When I look at each quarter year over year, Lamar is better this year in the first half compared to last year. But he was better last year in the second half especially in the fourth quarter. Well, my old boss, Coach Joe Gibbs, Hall of Famer, used to say to me, don't bring me the problems, 
bring me the solutions. So what do we know about this year? Injuries have affected pass protection, especially at left tackle and running back. Both are involved in pass protection. So pass protection hasn't been great, but not bad either, and it wasn't great last year. After week one, I mentioned that Lamar must get his game conditioning back because he looked sluggish Mm -hmm. and only accounted for 17 rushing yards against the Jets. Since then, Lamar's rushing numbers have elevated and improved. So what could be causing the quarterback rating problems? Well, the only thing that I can point to is, once again, Lamar's conditioning. Is Lamar's off-season extra weight gain affecting his conditioning and his ability to process as the game goes on. All we can do is speculate. But the facts are, when you are tired, it not only slows you down physically, but it can slow you down mentally. What are the things that are being affected down the stretch? Pre-snap formations that Lamar should be aware of and finding open receivers under duress. All these things. You know, Lamar has to mentally process and be aware of late in the game, guys. Bobby, one of the things they seemed to get corrected last week was the running game. The Ravens had a lot of success running out of spread, and the Browns are the worst team in the NFL against the run out of 11 personnel. Should Greg Roman lean on that? A few weeks back, I mentioned that running out of spread formations could possibly help give Lamar Jackson more spacing to run those quarterback design runs, especially the off-tackle power and misdirection running plays. Coach Roman has done that, but not out of 11 personnel. 11 personnel is one running back, one tight end, and three receivers. Coach Roman did use spread formations, but he did it using 21 personnel. 21 personnel is one running back, one fullback, one tight end, and two receivers. Mm -hmm. Why did Coach Roman prefer using 21 personnel and not 11 personnel? Because Coach Roman obviously had concerns about holding up at left tackle due to all the injury issues and rotating players. 21 personnel was a way to keep fullback Patrick Ricard on the field and use him at tight end and pass protection. By using Ricard and pass protection, it allowed tight end Mark Andrews to free release to be more involved in the passing game instead of pass protection. By keeping uh, Patrick Ricard on the field, it also gave Coach Roman the flexibility to use him as a lead blocker in the running game. Available player personnel and confidence in player execution has a lot to do with the coaching design strategies used on the field. Last week against the Giants, Lamar Jackson fumbled late in the game, and people mentioned Lamar looked indecisive before he fumbled the ball. The Ravens were an 11 personnel in that play. When 11 personnel is used, the running back is more involved in pass protection, but the play Coach Roman designed was a middle screen or a middle check down for the running back. Running back Kenyon Drake was supposed to check down in the middle of the field but was late getting out because he ran into the back of offensive guard Kevin Zeitler. The timing was thrown off for Lamar, and then the pressure, the ball handling caused the fumble. My scouting report on Kenyon Drake when he was signed was he struggled in pass protection, and John Gruden would only use him as a receiver aligned outside away from protections for a reason. You can't count on him. The knee injury to J.K. Dobbins was a big second-half loss last week, 
And, and the Patrick Ricard injury may limit him and force Coach Roman to use more 11 personnel this week. The good news is, is Ronnie Stanley is healthy, and he looks great. So the left tackle concern isn't as great. In addition, Rashad Bateman looks like he's returned. So now the Ravens actually have more weapons at wide receiver. So that gets better personnel on the field. Yes, the Browns struggle handling the run in 11 personnel. But the number one strength when healthy is their edge rusher ability. Chip blocking by the running back will be needed if 11, 11 personnel is used. So you have to take into account both the run and the pass when using personnel packages so you don't get trapped into a corner and be in one dimension. Well, Bobby, no Dobbins this week and not for the foreseeable future, but Justice Hill is off the injury report. What's that trade-off look like? Bad news about our man J.K. Dobbins. It was really, you know, God, you just root for a guy like that. But it's great yeah. news, and the timing of, you know, Justice Hill returning couldn't be better. This Justice Hill is tough, and I mentioned earlier in the season, he is one of the best blocking running backs on the roster and understands yep. protections. Running backs in the National Football League fail the most because they can't block. Hill can block. If 11 personnel is used this week, the Ravens have the best guy to chip block if needed, and he won't shy away. This guy loves football. Hill also gives the Ravens the outside speed to handle the outside runs and press the corner. Outside runs are are big this week because the Browns anchor their cornerbacks and ask the cornerbacks to force the end run, and they aren't very good at it. Starting cornerback Denzel Ward has a concussion and hasn't played in a couple weeks, but he was really the worst at forcing the end run of all the guys. If you want to control the best thing the Browns do on defense, and that's that's the rushers off the edge, you definitely want to have the speed to run outside at the edges. Forcing Miles Garrett to honor the running game is very important. Last year, the quarterback designed option runs to his side worked really well for the Ravens. In order to slow down a good edge rusher, you have to be able to run the football so the play-action passing game can be effective. Bootleg passing slows down the edge rush because it moves the quarterback's launch point, and it keeps the you know edge rushers from guessing. Screens are another way to slow down an edge rusher, so I do expect those to be part of the game plan as well. The Browns rank 30th in the National Football League handling running back screens. Opposing quarterbacks wow. have completed 100% of their passes, for a 6.43-yard average per screen, and the quarterbacks have a 133 quarterback rating throwing the running back. So that's good news. Justice Hill can definitely help in everything needed for this game plan. It's big having this guy back. Trust me. Bobby D., can we hold you over for a second segment? Sure, man. Bring it on. (laughs) All right, well, more with Bobby DePaul as he previews this game, Ravens and Browns. That's next here on The Fan. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman on The Fan. Covering everything sports every day. 1057 The Fan. More with the ultimate football guy, Bobby DePaul. Let's get right back into it, Bobby. Nick Chubb's eight games against the Ravens. He's averaged just 56 yards per. Can they do it again? The good news is the Browns' offense is very similar to the Saquon Barkley Giants rushing attack, so there should be some carryover 
from last week in the game plan. Biggest difference between last week and this week is the Browns have a two-headed monster with running backs Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. When Nick Chubb is on the field, he's used more in the running game, while uh, Kareem Hunt is used more in the passing game, especially with the two-minute offense. The Browns will run the ball on average 33 times per game, and the Browns rank number one in total rushing yards. The Ravens actually rank number one in yards per carry. Nick Mm -hmm. Chubb's rushing numbers are unbelievable. He leads the National Football League in big runs of 10-plus yards or more with 21, and his career rushing average per carry is 5.38, ranking him in the top of all time with the likes of Hall of Famers Jim Brown and, and Barry Sanders. So that gives you an idea of how good he is and how good the Ravens have handled him, you know, over the last eight years, you know, eight games played. The Browns use multiple tight end personnel packages with extra offensive linemen to run the ball. There were times when I was watching the tape, I actually thought I was actually running, a, you know, looking, you know, watching a, a rugby scrum, you know, just a big pile of bodies pushing against each other. I mean, that's what it looks like when you, when you see these guys on Sunday. The Browns are committed to running the football. Make no mistake about it, guys. Bobby D., you warned us last week, Daniel Jones might be better than you think. How about Jacoby Brissett? He a little better than most people think? Just like the running game looks like the Giants, the passing game looks very similar to the Giants. But the Browns actually have better tight ends, and more consistent Mm -hmm. receivers to defend. It will be a lot tougher for defensive coordinator Mike McDonald to slow this offense down because of, you know, the better balance that they have, run and pass. Mike's going to have to pick his spots playing eight-man fronts and when he blitzes. I also see more of a need to play more man coverage with his blitzes because you don't want to use, you know, all those fire zone coverages and blitzes and dropping guys because that puts the down lineman in a bind defending the run game or potentially dropping back in coverage. It, you know, really what happens is it makes him soft in a running situation when it's not a pass, you know. The first thing you have to do is defend the play-action passing attack, all to complement the great rushing attack. Tight ends and receivers are all involved with the passing game or play action. Browns coaches do a great job mixing it up and designing different routes on a weekly basis. One week they feature tight end David Njuku. He had nine receptions mm-hmm. one week. The next week it's tight end Harrison Bryan. Then it's wide receiver Amari Cooper and then wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones. So they do have weapons to deploy and they do execute. The Browns rank you know, fifth in the National Football League in total overall yards, and they are ranked fifth in the National Football League in quarterback sacks per pass attempts. So they can move the ball. Jacoby Brissett was really playing some good football until probably about the fourth quarter of the Chargers game when he threw that mm-hmm. interception when he only needed a field goal down in the red zone. Then it carried over to the Patriots game last week. But one bad game doesn't make a trend, so don't be fooled again. The guy is a competitor. It's the best I've seen him play. Remember, we had to break him down last year when he was the quarterback for Miami. But he's a competitor, and the Browns know they have to win this game. They're desperate. It's a desperate team, so the Ravens will get their best shot. 
Finally, Bobby, you've been on some uh, trends concerning the officials lately. Anything we should know about this crew? Got some great news to report. Sean Smith is the head referee, and this is exactly like last week with the Giants. So many similarities between last week and this week. It's unbelievable. But this week, the Ravens have the home field advantage. This crew Definitely favors the home team. The home team has a winning percentage of 83.3%. Again, the NFL average for home win percentage is only 53%. So it's a big difference, just like last week. The away team has been penalized 44 times, just like last week. It's amazing, the the comparison. And the home team has only been penalized 33 times. That's 57.1% of the flag thrown by this crew or against the visiting team. So maybe the Ravens will get some home cooking this week. Just like last week, but this time it's actually greater. The home team margin of victory is 11.8 points, you know, in games handled by this crew. It's actually over 13 points when you look at all six games because it was one game where the away team won. Wow. Uh, Bobby DePaul, let people know about your charities and those who support them. ID Technologies, Dell, and Ruckus Networks are proud to support Bobby DePaul Charities, a means to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver world-class wireless network solutions to federal agencies who need to be able to seamlessly connect over secure and reliable Wi-Fi networks. Visit www.idtech.com forward slash the fan to download our Three wireless stress test reports showing how the Ruckus Wi-Fi 6 cloud-managed access points outperformed its competitors. Please visit the ID Tech website and look for the Walking with Anthony Foundation donation link, a foundation that helps kids to pay for their rehab from these de- devastating spinal uh, cord injuries, guys. Bobby DePaul, Thank you, awesome brother. as always. You've earned yourself a happy hour beverage, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend, guys.